Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to Living Life Intently. This is a Live Life Intense podcast. I'm your host, Lee Frazier. And uh, yeah, this week you're tuned into a conversation I had with a good friend of mine, Ruth McMullen. Ruth is a podcaster, mom, and married to one of the guys that helped me start the creative weekends back in the day, Sean McMullen. Uh, Ruth came in, we chatted about uh, podcasting, uh, got into chatting about how she deals with depression, and then we got into kind of, you know, just kind of uh, spitballing ideas on how to get some uh, some sponsors on her podcast. So if you are a small business, you know, preferably a coffee roaster or like kombucha or maybe like a, a boutique cheesemaker or something like that, and you want to get like your name out there and you want to barter some product for, uh, you know, for some exposure, uh, yeah, email me and get on this podcast or uh, maybe uh, get a hold of Ruth. Or maybe both. Who knows? Uh, anyways, yeah. So uh, if you can head over to iTunes and Spotify, do us a swell and give us a five-star rating. That would be fucking awesome. Uh, other than that, we're just going to jump right into this goddamn conversation because I need to go to a music show tonight. See you later. Okay, so yeah, episode number, I don't even know what one this is going to be, four or five or something like that. I don't know. I'm just kind of like throwing them out because um, I've been learning from using this new setup, not the usual setup that I usually use. So the first one I had uh, that we recorded, which was supposed to be the one that went out this week, um, was uh, shit. I forget. Oh, Adam. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Adam Shore. Yeah, so Adam Shore and... Um, it was just the mic wasn't too close to his face. So that's what I was saying before about the, there being a lot of dead space in this room and reverb and stuff. So it's not like a, a sound treated room. And once you start, so when I say compressing, it means to you basically uh, set a level for this, this compressor. And what it does is if the audio signal goes over a certain level, it compresses it down so that you have more of an even... Um, less peaks, like more even of a, a um, audio file. So you see the waves instead of being these big peaks, they're kind of compressed down and, and kind of like this. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of what it does. So by doing so, you're also bringing up all the lows. So that's why I was kind of doing EQ check here so that your audio was kind of in between like minus six, minus two range. Cause then when I compress it, then I'm not getting a lot of those artifacts that then there's the issue what I'm having with, with mixing atoms. Cause now I'm trying to mix it and it's like, Kind of a nightmare. So uh, guess what, folks? You guys would be listening to this. And uh, yeah, hopefully you won't hate my guts and unfollow me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think if you listen to the Charles Gain episode or Charles Gaines episode that, uh, yeah, that one was even worse. That was a $5 Radio Shack mic. And it's like the whole audio is like it, it clicks off and it starts giving this like high pitched noise oh, for no. like 30 seconds. And then it goes and stops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it comes on randomly. There's no way of getting that out of there, but oh yeah, whatever. You live and learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. There was this one um there was this one episode that I did where the see our um see words aren't going to work anymore cuz it's past 7:30. Um <laughs> the mixer, the sound card. <sighs> That, is that what that is? That yeah. M audio? Yeah, external sound card. I've always called it the mixer. Mm, no, it's a uh, uh, yeah external sound card. So it basically uh, that's where all your audio channels goes in, and it'll go out to the um, computer, so you can monitor the levels and stuff, or amplify them, or whatever. But anyways, yeah, continue. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> so um, the sound card, our sound card, is quite old. So every now and then, it just like has a static sound uh, through one of the mics. Yeah. And so 
we have to like, it's just like a matter of unplugging it, plugging it back in to get rid of the static sound, but we forgot to check before this one podcast. So then we did this podcast and ended up having this static sound through the entire thing. Yeah. And that was, it's a a live and learn. Yeah. It's growing pains. Um, I think a lot of people try to strive and I mean, not maybe not with this, but strive for perfection. Right. So it's, it's all about learning too. So, uh, I mean, nowadays there's so much stuff coming out that if you worry about all this stuff, like you'll adjust and fix it next time and know to check it. Right. So it's not getting pissed off at yourself and then not releasing it or, you know, being real self-conscious about the audio going out. It just, whatever the, the context is there. Yeah. There's some shitty audio, but whatever you're going to learn. And there's such, such an amount of stuff coming out, whether it be like content, audio stuff, like podcasts, like every grandmother and fucking little kids get a podcast now. So yes, whatever, just get and start producing content and getting stuff out there. And then, you know, everything else will start to fall into place. It's not like you have to have everything polished right out of the gate like you used to. I yeah, think. I know. Things have changed so much. Yeah. Like I actually saw this funny gif on Instagram the other day that got me thinking. Uh, it was like making fun of road, the roads that we have nowadays. And so it was like talking about how roads were built like hundreds of years ago. And it's like these guys carefully building these like three layered roads that last are still like in great shape now. And then it showed a road with all these potholes. And it's just like, yeah, these people who had no education, these are the roads that they made that have lasted hundreds of years. And here, and then engineers came along and now (laughs) here's the road with a a bunch of potholes. And it is because it's just like you, everything's about speed now. It's about just getting as much out there as you can, not necessarily caring about how, like the quality of it. And you have to do that to survive. Like that's what we're here, like that's where we're at now, which is like a killer for perfectionists. That's what paralyzes me (laughs) because I'm a perfectionist. So I'll get like, Sean and I have done several, like we work together a lot. Yeah, We've done several voiceovers for different projects. So I'm the voice. And if we are sitting down and editing it together, I will be like, no, I don't like that. We're recording it again. No, I don't like that. We're recording it again. I'm like, no, I said that weird. Got to redo that part. And then eventually like Sean looks at me and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to leave the room now because <laughs> otherwise <laughs> it just won't get done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I got caught up in that as well, but after a while of doing it, it's just kind of like, you just put it out there. And, and do it. It's it's kind of like I was watching a video. What was it today? Oh, it was a thing of uh, so Dave Culligan was moved to Toronto, whatever, and he did like a little thing on Instagram, and he's talking about putting out more content um, and being less uh, like less being less of a perfectionist with it, like mm. letting those ahs and ums go. <laughs> and I kind of laughed. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I should have seen the video I put out the other day announcing the creative weekend. I was just like, uh, um, I literally like recorded it like three different times. And the final time I'm like, okay, this is the one take I'm done. I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. <laughs> and then I, there's a section in it where I kind of like say, I'm trying to remember what I, I said it backwards. Like it was, oh, skill develop, not develop skills. It's like <laughs> skill develop. And then there's like yeah. this like little stutter and I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, fuck, whatever. I'm just putting this fucking thing out. People will understand what I mean. Yeah. And, and then it, it launches and this is like, I, I one launch it originally delete it down because I, I had changed some text. I go, fuck it. We're just going to launch it. Get it out there. I'm like, I've been working like all day on this goddamn video. Get it out. Four hours later, I'm sitting watching it and I noticed that on the date 
when at the very end of the video, it goes Creatives Weekend logo. And on the date, it's like 2019, the wrong year. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck. And it's all the balls rolling. There's already people coming. It's already going. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Whatever, man. Like people understand. They're going to put it together. Yeah. 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 It was just more or less like, you know, uh, there's a lot of circumstances with that. We had tried to record that video. Well, we, Bernie's out over there and I was sitting here and I did the first one and I forget why. I think I just, what I normally do and go down like a million rabbit holes and just, it wasn't concise, right? So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do it again. So I sat down, one tank, boom, got it out. Went down to sit down on my laptop, load all the uh, the video up, all out of focus. No! Fuck. So then I had to load everything back up, do it again. Then the audio uh, stopped working. So then I had to record it the fourth time. And then I just powered through it and got it done. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Just get it up there. But, you know, that's that's the way I used to, way I am now. But I used to be, so back in the day when I used to DJ, uh, I would sit and... Everything had to be perfect. Like the whole DJ mix, if I was recording a, uh, an hour-long DJ mix to kind of promote and put out there, it would have to be 100% perfect. Like every detail, and it wouldn't matter if I got to, excuse me, if I got to like the 50th minute or 55th minute out of 60 minutes, and if I messed up on that, I would re-record the entire fucking thing again. And I would be there for days trying to record it perf- like perfection. And then I'd get it. But then it would be like six other mixtapes out in the meantime. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm just going to start doing shit and putting it out <laughs> and just have content coming out all the time. Right. But that's how I used to be. But, you know, whatever. Oh, my gosh. I still like even now, like I try to do videos from optimistically depressed of me just kind of talking about whatever I have on my yeah, mind. Yeah, we should probably tell them um, intro you too. But, you know, oh, I'll, right. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. get to that later. But yeah, yeah continue. Okay. <laughs> so I've been doing that for a year now and not not so consistently I've stopped for, I stopped for a couple months probably because I was like, nobody wants to see my stupid face up there talking about whatever. But then I was like, wait a minute, they probably do because it's like you try to think about your, like, I get sick of my face, right? We all do. Like, you're just kind of like, I can't listen to myself anymore. You get sick of it. And then you, but then I like follow people on Instagram that like, I want to see what they have to say whenever they have videos. I'm like, yes, uh, because I want to watch it, right? And so Mm -hmm. then I was like, oh yeah, well, that's probably why some people are following me. They probably enjoy that. And anyway, so I'm starting to <laughs> to do that again. And the point that I was trying to make is I've made, I don't know how many of these videos over the past year. And I still, still have to be like, Ruth, no, stop. That's good enough. Just put it out. Like, cause I'll, if I say, um, I'm just like, <laughs> ah, like I lose my mind. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. want to sound like an idiot. But I just have to accept that I am going to sound like an idiot sometimes. But the point is, I'm an idiot who's doing stuff. Exactly. Those are the most effective people, active people. Yeah. Exactly. That's why so many idiots prevail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just putting out a mass amount of content doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Look at those meme accounts. Yeah. Right? They turn those into multi-million dollar businesses. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I follow like several of them too. I'm all over that. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. I it's, think there's like a mini documentary done on the fuck. Which guy was it? I'm trying. I think Fat Jewish was one of them, but he's a little bit ridiculous. Okay. But the uh, oh the fuck Jerry accounts. Know them? I yes. Mm. Yeah. So um, they've turned. That's like that. You know. You ever see? Do you see the uh, everybody sharing the guy with a sign? See, yes. Yes. Okay. That I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's one of the fuck Jerry kind of like 
under like under the umbrella accounts. Okay. So he's okay. an associate with that company. But that guy, I forget what his name is, but there was a little mini documentary done about him. And, the, and yeah, he turned that into just something that he was doing on the side. And then now it's a whole uh, media, agent, uh, media agency. Jesus. Talkly. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Fuck me. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. And like, it can get frustrating when you're a perfectionist and you're like, I want everything that I put out to be highly meaningful. Are you choking to death right now? I'm good. I'm you're good. okay? I'm good. I'm good. Cool. Um, yeah, when you want to put everything, like everything that you put out to be like highly meaningful and like really impactful. And then you see these other accounts that are kind of just like putting anything out. And like some of the videos that you watch or like pictures or things that you read, you're just like, that is one of the dumbest things I've ever read. And they are doing better than me. Yeah, but you watched it. <laughs> that, well, there you go. Or I read it, right? Like it, I actually spent time on it and yeah. they're doing better than me. Yeah. Like, so they're doing something right yeah, and but, I'm missing something. But are they doing better than you? Or is it just the optics of what they're doing make it look like they're doing better than you? That's the thing. It's like, you know, it's the whole, the, that whole meme thing. I don't know what how it started. Like the four images, it's like LinkedIn, Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever the hell that is. I don't even know where that came from, but people were doing it for the last week and please stop because I'm sick and tired of seeing it. <laughs> it's but, all the same oh now. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> where are I going with that? I don't even know where I was going. Oh, the, yeah. So, excuse me. Um, the Instagram, fuck, I'm burping. <laughs> well, that water went down the wrong hole. <laughs> that happens to <clears throat> me so often too. Oh my God. But yeah, the whole Instagram thing, right? So when it goes to Instagram, it's like showing your perfect life. And sometimes like, I, I, well, there's a lot of times when you're looking at people and especially with Instagram, um, oh, yeah. uh, that that's kind of like a facade. Cause I know like when you, so for instance, when I was in the DJ world and uh, that whole Instagram thing was made to look a certain way, that's your image. That's what you want to portray. You want to look this certain way and it has to be perfect or has to look a certain way. And then in reality, it's complete polar opposites, you know, 99% of the time. They might look like somebody is like very outgoing and always out and always having fun and super successful, but they are putting on this image and realistically they usually sit on a couch and those artists that are looks or those artists that look like they're really outgoing and and uh showboaty and whatever are usually like people that don't want to talk they sit in the corner of the room like when we, we used to like do concert tours and pick some of these artists up they would like sit in the back of the suv and not say a goddamn word and then walk out go to the hotel room stay in the hotel room until the show come out do soundtrack do the show go back to the hotel room sit in the car and leave that was it barely in a conversation, no like personality. That's 99% of them. Then you get the odd guy. That's, that's always pretty fun, but you know, but that was kind of like my view into that world. I'm like, holy fuck, man. A lot of these people are goddamn fake. So I don't know. It's just a reflection of, it's kind of like who you putting on like persona of who you want to be. Um, and, and I don't know why it's maybe because they're, um, I guess everybody is like conscientious of how other people view them and they want to look a certain way. Maybe, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with, I like, I, I agree. You make very good points. We want to give this certain impression. Of course we don't want to seem like we don't know what we're doing. And, and you know, it's funny because so, oh, by the way, I'm Ruth. I do optimistically depressed. <laughs> I am absolutely horrendous at introducing people, <laughs> not only on this thing and like telling people who people are, but also in life. And <laughs> Me too. I, oh, oh my gosh. I am the worst. And I don't, uh, I, yeah. So yeah, people get kind of pissed off at me and my, my parents and 
and my brother and everybody when I, you know, I'm bringing friends home or whatever, you know, I just walk into a place and I'm like, oh, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And then they're like five minutes later. And, and who are you? They're like, Lee, who is this person you just brought in her house? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my friend. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I can be, I can be like that too. I'm trying to get out of it, but yeah. So, but yeah, what I was, um, yeah. So I do, I do optimistically depressed and a big part of it is like, I'm trying to be authentic and I'm trying to be real, but I'm still not quite there. I still catch myself being like, um, it's like, you still kind of want to give this like certain impression. Like I'm not as lost as I feel, you know? And part of it is because I think that we're also like, we like to give advice, right? Like people like to give advice. And I think that that's, it can be really great because it's uh, an opportunity for us to kind of like collaborate and you learn, you grow, and that's really good. But in other times, like it is like, there's probably, there are probably more instances where you need somebody to just listen and not tell you what to do then you need someone to actually tell you what to do. Like where like, you know how like you're trying to talk through something and it's like, if you just sit quietly long enough, like when you're listening to someone that's talking, they're gonna talk through something and they're gonna come to a really good conclusion if you just let them talk. But then it's like, if, but we are in this culture and I don't know if it's, I doubt this is new, where it's like you're talking and then somebody interrupts you to tell you basically the thing that you were going to get to if you would, if they would have just let you finish talking. Mm, people just cut me off because I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh. that, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> I just go down rabbit holes and, but yeah, um, yeah, talking about something usually, like I'll be in the, whatever, say this room and I'll be having an issue and I'll just start verbalizing it to somebody or venting. And then in that vent, I usually go, oh, that's the answer. I gotcha. That's kind of how like it, it's been happening a lot, like a lot recently, like a lot, a lot recently. It's like we're smarter than we think we are. Like, yeah. you know, like people have the, people have the capability to actually figure things out. Mm, yeah, and the answer is in front of you the half the time and you're just too oblivious. You're too in that moment to, to realize that the answer is there. Yes. But you takes you either verbalizing it or getting outside that situation to kind of go, oh, that was the answer. It was all along. It was literally staring me at my face or in, <laughs> in on like a post-it note, literally, <laughs> literally staring. Probably that post-it note right there on that wall is probably staring me in the face about something I need to do. That's the answer to what I, it's been bothering me. <laughs> but yeah, so Jesus, what was that? Pop. Pop. One, two. Weird. Oh, that's what's popping. And that's what's redlining. It's popping. Cut that section out. Cool. Keep playing with these fucking levels and I don't know what it is. Something's popping. Oh, yeah. So where are we at? Talking about something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the image. Yeah. Social image. Oh, yeah, image. right. I think I kind of went off the rails there. But yeah, social image. I find that I get like... Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm trying to be like really insightful yeah. and you can tell, I can tell when I'm fake insightful and when I'm real insightful because when I'm fake insightful, people are going to give me obvious answers and then I'm going to be like, yeah, duh. 
And then it's gonna be like, oh, right. Huh. Cause I'm being fake insightful. Yeah. When I'm being real insightful and actually trying to find genuine questions and then people contribute to it, I'm just like, yes, right. Oh, that's such a great point. Like it feels more fruitful. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's difficult to like try to be real insightful when you have to pump things out. <laughs> well, because you feel like you have to force it, but um, yeah, I don't know. But if you do have to force it, then why don't you just take a little hiatus and, and not do it? And that's, well, that's kind of what I did for the past couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with the videos. Yeah. 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 Oh, and but yeah, like, oh gosh. <laughs> It's like, and you know, I like, I'm not really, I'm not really social. And I, I, um, I'm not really social. I'm social. Yeah. But like, and I'll have like periods of time where I'm just like, I need to be around people. I need this, like, and it's good. But if it happens for like five days out of the week, I'm like done and dead. I can't, it's like my brain turns off and I'm just like, I can't process things anymore because mm-hmm. like, I need my time alone to process. And yeah. so um, when I visit with my family, like a lot of the time it's like, I'm processing, I need to process things that are kind of happening. Cause like I, um, oh, I don't want to get too far into it, but <laughs> we all have things with our families, right? Where we kind of like have disagreements or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and like a little drama, you have that family member that's kind of like a little off the rails and you're just kind of like, okay, well I gotta spend some time with them, but then like I need to like just be with no one for a little while mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. But when you're from away and you're visiting, you're staying with family, you're visiting family, you're not gonna get that time really to like decompress. Yeah. And so then I'm just kind of like, you know, you put, so you put it on the back burner and you keep putting things on the back burner until it's like the back burner has overflowed and then it just, spills over into everything and you become this like big glitchy mess. And you, you know? snap. And then, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you snap like a fool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that happens with me when I, normally I just speak what's on my mind and tell people how it is. And then sometimes I get checked, mostly usually by my mom and she's just like, you should probably just think about what you're gonna say first and mm-hmm. then say it. Because normally if, if something's pissing me off or if somebody's doing something, I'll tell them straight up. I'm like, you're fucking pissing me off. And this is why. And then some people get really um, defensive about it. Yeah. And so then sometimes I'm really um, uh, political about it and I'm trying to be nice about it. But I find I don't get results if I'm nice about certain things that piss me off. If I'm trying to be like, there's certain issues that, that go on and have been going on in the past and I'm a very trusting person, but... Um, when I really uh, beat around the bush, I guess for lack of a better term, and I, I try to be nice and try to be diplomatic and I'm like, oh, you know, can you please do this or blah, blah, blah. Um, stuff doesn't get done because people try to push you to the limits. And then that's when I'm like, okay, fuck this. I'm going back to what I'm used to doing. And this is how it's going to happen. It's either going to happen this way or it's going to happen this way. I don't care. But at the end of the day, it's going to be sorted. And then that's shit gets done. And then I feel happy. But then after a while, <laughs> I get checked and then people are like, you should be less of uh, a guy that speaks. Just think about what you're saying first. And then it's been a revolving cycle for like years. I've been going down this road. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, but I think like keeping it in, keeping it is good to a certain extent, trying to be political to a certain extent, but then there are limits and limitations to that as well. Yeah, I keep it in far too long. And then it, and then it goes bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, when it goes bad, it goes bad. I've it, had some bl- fucking blowouts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Last year was like the year for me where I kind of hit limits in so many areas mm-hmm. and it got like and it got really ugly. Like I found myself in certain situations that honestly, I don't regret saying something cuz it had to be said cuz I because I let I just with certain people, I let them go too far. Mm-hmm. And um so I'm glad that I finally stood up for myself. But it did get like, it got so bad to the point where I physically like really felt it too. Jesus, that's heavy. Yeah, it was, but yeah, yeah, it was. It was heavy. It was really hard. I'll feel things to the point where um, like um, I've triggered alopecia. So like I'll lose patches of hair on the back of my head. Jesus, mm-hmm. man, that's getting in there. It's getting right in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that, but um, I yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. I haven't had an like I haven't had a what's the word flare up I guess since I started uh, medication. Okay. Like for depression. Yeah, yeah. And anxiety and stuff. So like that was like that was really good, really necessary because there was a point in time where I was kind of like I was getting a bald spot that was getting pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> And I had long hair, so it hit it pretty well. But like if I was outside and the wind was blowing, I was kind of like, oh. Should have just G.I. Jane'd it. I, was, I thought about it. Like I was actually getting to that point. I was like, maybe I should shave my head now. And then bought all the stuff at the army surplus. Just started, that's your whole wardrobe. <laughs> I was, yeah. They actually have some nice tank tops in there, by the way. Really? Yeah, okay. I was in there today. Maybe yeah. I'm going to have to stop yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, crazy. It, yeah, because that's like, I'll just like hold things in. So how, it's, it's, I don't know if you want to go down this or not, but uh like medication um i've never i've always been curious like does it does it lower give you i guess what i'm trying to ask is how does it make you feel when you're on it um energy wise and that sort of stuff is it kind of like a a mood killer where you kind of just feel monotone half the time or is it just going to level everything out a little bit um for me I, when I first started it, it was like, it just made it so I wanted to live, which was great because before I was like having some pretty serious, like suicidal thoughts and all that kind of thing. So it was like, I just like felt happier and that was awesome. I mean, so I didn't feel uh, the extremes of sadness, but I still felt like pretty happy. And actually I was euphoric for a little while, which is actually pretty normal. Um, So was it just a quick onset, like an acute symptom of the medication, just that euphoria a little bit. Yeah. Like a honeymoon phase. Like a honeymoon phase. Uh, okay, okay. And you're actually, apparently it's like, you're kind of stoned because it's like, you're like starting this drug, right? Yeah. Um, and then I got way worse, which is also a thing that can happen. And so then I had to like, so that's just like in the period of like having your medication readjusted. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm on like pretty strong, like I'm on like the stronger side of the medication just cause like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I find that now, yeah, I can kind of get a little bit like, eh, like just monotone. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of like, well, you know, things aren't the worst. So that is excellent. And I will take that over <laughs> how I was feeling before, but I do have, yeah, I kind of have less energy, mm-hmm. but the thing that fixes that is exercise. Yeah. So this month, Sorry, go ahead. So what? It fixes a lot of things, exercise. Right. Exercise, right? Fixes yeah. everything. Love oh, yeah. handles, moods, everything. Yeah, well, I'll go more with, well, I guess, yeah, love <laughs> handles too. Moods more. Moods are, are huge. Um, 
Yeah, it's a night and day. I find a huge night and day with um, just doing anything active and your mental state. Like, I mean, I haven't gone in the extent of down the road, like I've never done medications or anything like that. I've definitely gone in like uh, mild depressions where um, it's usually like, I guess, seasonal depression, kind of where, yeah. sorry, burping all the time. Um, <laughs> I guess it's like kind of the end of the season. So tourism season ends and you're at such, you're so stimulated all summer that when everything ends, so this was probably like November, December, I think when I moved to uh, down the Wolfville, and it just feels weird. Like you're so stimulated for so long that you're on this kind of high for months and months and months and then nothing and it drops off and there's nobody around. There's nothing happening. There's nobody coming up the driveway. And then you're trying to make that shift into the next phase, which is like, okay, it's like slow time and you're trying to like coordinate stuff for the winter and get things ready. But I'm all, all over the place because I'm so used to being stimulated that I get up and I'm like ready to go and I have all this energy and I don't know where to st spend it. So I'm just like multitasking or trying to multitask, but I'm doing all these like like little, I'm doing these projects. Say for instance, like I'd be doing split wood, but I only have the attention span to do that for like an hour. And then I go <laughs> in and do cook food and then I come over and do emails and there was nothing full focus on anything. So I was half-assing everything. And then I got really pissed off at myself because I wasn't being productive enough and then I'd go into this this fucking depression. I'd just take a bunch of edibles, lay on the couch and like sleep for days. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> but then after a while, like it just comes to a point where you do it and then it's the same time every year. It's the same thing every year, but I somehow forget that this it happens every year mm. and you go through it. It's just like this mood that you go through. For me, it's just, you know, a couple days, maybe four or five days, maybe a week, whatever. And then at one day you just go, this is the last day of me feeling like this. The next day you wake up, go for a run, and then you start back on that, building yourself back up. Cause it's, I find it's, it, it is like that. It's, you have to get off the couch and get some sort of motivation to pull yourself off your ass to just do something. And then in doing that, you can then do something else. And then after the first week is like the hardest. So after the first week, it's literally so much easier to keep going down that road and mm -hmm. you start to feel better mentally and physically. And then you just start eating better and then everything starts working better. And then, you know, then we're here and I'm in Halifax pulling like seven day a week, just working all day from like five till whatever. I'll leave here at 10 or something. So that's I don't get that. I don't get that. How do you function? How are you alive right now? You're what? You from 5 a.m. Well, I got up at six this morning. Oh, sleeping in. Six, six thirty, something like that. And I think, I don't know, maybe so. I don't even know anymore. It's usually six, six thirty, seven, well, five, whatever. It depends when I go to bed. I try to get six hours of sleep. So See, I can't function on six hours of sleep. I need eight. <laughs> I need that eight hours or more. Yeah. Everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, um, that's the thing. Yeah, it's fun. I like the whole getting up really early thing. I like to get up at five. I haven't done it at all this month, I don't think. I've been sick this month. Mm, that's so, a killer. Yeah, I, so I got bronchitis. And it, as it turns out, you get more sick with that than I thought. Cause I thought that it was like, I knew it was the bad cough, but I didn't realize that you got like a bad fever and that you like were like, like I was in bed, like in bed for a week and then still not able to like, I started being able to kind of like get up, do a couple things. And then I needed to have like a three hour nap. Like it was ridiculous. I couldn't do anything. I still can't exercise because I don't feel well enough. And I, any kind of activity like makes me break into a coughing fit, you know, and that is killing me. 
Oh my gosh. Like, and now I'm starting to like, because of the medication, I'm not like dipping down too far. Yeah. But I am in like this, like, I'm just like, uh, like, you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I'm yes. here. I know that that's, it happens a lot. I hate that feeling. That's the feeling that I kind of get into. Um, is that like, ugh, and feeling you're dragging yourself out of bed, dragging myself through the day, drinking that coffee. And then I want, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put on the gear, go outside and get some work done. And then you get out there and you're like, ugh, <laughs> yes. I don't want to yes. do this. I'm just going to go back in and lay on the couch for another hour. And then, you know, it's like midnight and I'm sleeping. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. But, I know. Oh my gosh. I hate it. There are so many things I really want to do and like, I want to get started on, but my motivation is gone. Mm-hmm. So like today I had a shower and you know how long it took me to just be like, Ruth, you got to get a shower. You have to wash your hair, Ruth. And it was just like, oh, but why? Like I have a lot of hair now. Thank goodness. <laughs> like alopecia didn't take over there. But so it's just like even that activity, because it's like, I'm going to have to like, just go through the whole thing, wash my hair. And like, and then, um, I don't know the whole, like, it was daunting to me. The idea of just washing my hair mm-hmm. was daunting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a, a I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that thought. I was going somewheres and uh, it didn't really come out. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I think, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, trying to stay motivated is is a very, I don't know. I guess there was a comment or a, a quote that, that I, it's in um, a um, interview um, that this guy uh, did. I'm trying to remember his name, uh, but he was talking about motivation and um that motivation is kind of crap because it goes or comes and goes. Yes. Motivation is crap. It comes or goes. Oh, David Goggins. That's who it was. Um, ultra marathon runner guy. Uh, anyway, okay. so he says it, it motivation comes and goes. It's kind of bullshit. It's what the fuck was the comment? It's basically your drive. If you're driven, you can kind of get through anything, which is kind of true. But then again, some days uh, you need that little boost of motivation to realize like what you're aiming for and what the drive that you did have yesterday is driving towards. And that's kind of like, I kind of use both here and there. I'm really driven when I think about the outcome. And I think, Mm. you know, that like this idea that I want, it's like, I have a goal that I want to get to in whatever, six months. I'm like, okay, how am I going to get there? And that helps me drive. And some days when you lose the motivation, you have to think back on what the original purpose was that you were doing all this shit for and think about that end result and think about that end goal. And then you can get motivated to kind of get your ass off the couch and keep going again. Ah, that, yes. But some days... Some days you need to spend time on the fucking couch and sleep and watch Netflix for like 12 hours and get it <laughs> out of your system. Yeah. And yeah, it's necessary. Yeah. Don't, I have a good friend of mine that, um, you know, I was talking, it's kind of like this time when I wasn't being productive and I call him like, man, I'm being like, I don't know what to do today. I'm kind of all over the map. I want to, I want to, I need all this stuff done. And he just goes, so what? Fuck it. So what? You don't want to do it? Don't do it. I'm like, fucking winter and so, so i'm in context i'm talking about getting stuff done for us to market our campground and stuff which is like launched now and it's all being we did we launch everything in january and february and stuff so i was back in like november december kind of like stressing out i'm like i need to get this done so we can launch it and he goes fuck it man it's november december it's like seven eight months until the summer you can relax you don't want to do it take a day off he's like fuck it I'm like oh okay that's yes that's such a good point too because if you are going for too long then you are going to get really scatterbrained you need that time to reset Mm -hmm. yeah and then doing mixing it with um 
physical back to what you're talking about about physical activity uh i was kind of like listen before you showed up i was listening to uh the one you just did with brett right yeah it's brett hartland yeah. yeah yeah she came down to a couple creatives weekends we host in uh in in cape breton and yeah. um yeah, I was talking about being outside and it's funny because we did this event in Sydney two or three weeks ago called the Adventure Network. Basically, I stole, not stole, I got permission to use, the, <laughs> basically do what Sean was doing. Um, Sean and Meech and you guys with uh, the Halbach Social Network and kind of merged that with what Dave Green was doing with his uh, Night of Adventure, Dave Green and Chris Surratt. Uh, we're doing with that event and kind of brought them together in this one event, brought it to Cape Breton. We did the first one at Breton Brewing and I asked a, a buddy of mine, who I also met at the Craves Weekend, I said, listen, man, he's, he's originally from Ghana. And I said, come in and talk about your story and tell it. Um, I think it's a pretty cool story. I give a perspective for people that are there, um, you know, to find out how you got here and how you felt at home by, you know, going out and doing adventure stuff. Because back, you know, where he was from, he probably did a little bit of it, but it's a completely different environment here. And we took him out on a, on a hike in that creatives weekend and pretty much almost lost them. And I thought that we had to uh, call like search and rescue to go find him. And I was getting like weirded out and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, we lost the, we lost them. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so we, we lost we, him. Yeah. Anyway, we ended up, he, he, we found him and uh, he lived to talk and tell the tale at this, um, <laughs> this event. But anyways, he was talking about, um, I just thought, you know, he's going to get up and talk about moving here and all this adventure stuff. But he actually started talking about uh, how he got here and he felt um, he was severely depressed and started to feel but like starting to think bad thoughts and self-harming thoughts and then ended up discovering getting outside through a friend and then started using that as a way to combat his depression. And it also helped him out to figure out what he was going to do here and, and, and now he's, uh, I believe he's hired by CBU because a part of his depression was, um, from what I remember, uh, was the fact that he just was working these menial jobs and couldn't find place and or a sense of place. And mm-hmm. uh, through going outside and doing it and posting it all up on Instagram and um, uh, posting everything up on Instagram and people sh- seeing all these pictures and and that kind of gave him a platform and then gave him uh, a platform and a spotlight with CBU and CBU asked him to come on board. And now he's kind of, I think his job is something like a liaison to like international students that come to CBU, I believe. So he helps them get situated and acclimated to living here, something along those lines. Um, But that was a way for him to pull himself out of uh, like deep hole depression. And yeah. so that was kind of what you, I, I, that's what you were talking about with Brett, I'm assuming. I only listened to like the first little bit and then I was running around and stuff. But right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Brett is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, and okay, I don't know if you heard this part of it. I think it may have been a little bit further into the podcast, but we were just talking about being outside and like why people kind of tend to stay out, like out of the forest nowadays. And one of my fears whenever I go into the forest is like, is spiders. Like I'm terrified of spiders. Come on. Don't, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I like it's, it is irrational. I don't know how it started because I know there was a point in time where I wasn't so scared of spiders because I did a project on spiders in elementary school and like was fascinated. So something happened between then and now that has made me terrified of spiders. <laughs> and she was just like, really? I think they're kind of cute. Oh, and I listened. I heard that part. Yeah. Blew my freaking mind. I think that's right where I paused it. 
I think. Okay. Summer's around Because it blew yeah. your mind too? Uh, <laughs> You're like, you know what? I need a minute to think about this. <laughs> Anything um, with four eyes, that can't be like. Yeah, but they say that a lot of that stuff is deep rooted from like a lot of fears. If so, if for instance, like there's a family at home, um, <clears throat> a couple of guys used to work for my dad and they were like deathly afraid of snakes. Like I've never seen anybody afraid of anything like they're afraid of snakes. And they're like, rough and tough guys and like if a snake was there or if they seen a snake they would be gone it would be like um the roadrunner when the roadrunner takes <laughs> off it was like yes. a dust that's what it was like so oh my gosh yeah um but you know there, there's i'm pretty sure that there has been studies out that's that talk about that being deep rooted in your dna so there was some issue like with your family in your family your lineage that was a cause of that um that fear you know what that actually i would believe that because I've been I've been doing some like kind of reading I guess on like reading and listening to podcasts. Reading, you guess? Well, because I okay, <laughs> sh- 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 let me explain. <laughs> I realize how stupid that sounded, but what I mean is, I was getting it mixed up. Like there's, I've been doing some reading and listening to podcasts on how our like there are just a lot of primitive, like our brains are like billions of years old, like they've been evolving over all of this time. Yep. And so, yes, there are all of these like, uh, you know, like the, the knee jerk reactions that we have, like that's built out of a self protection, like yeah. it's something that's has been put in our brains. Mm. Who knows how many thousands or millions of years ago kind of thing. And so that makes sense to me. The thing is, I'm the only one in my family who's as terrified of spiders as I am. Everybody else is terrified of snakes. And I mean, I don't like snakes, but yeah, I'm not a fan either. Right. But when we had it, like, um, if we had a snake that had to be gotten rid of, I would be the one to go grab it and throw it somewhere or like chop its head off. Sometimes. Oh my God. Get me on this story. Jesus. I have a story about that. Really? I used to work for a guy. Um, it was the only year I didn't work for my dad growing up and he owned this house. Oh, it was like a massive place. It was a rental spot. And uh, we were, I was hired. Okay. Keep in mind, I was hired to mow grass. And that year I was doing everything from like, I was in a, we'd be hit a dumpster outside the, the, the restaurant. It was like a in restaurant thing. So there's a dumpster outside and there was full of maggots. So he'd be giving us like yeah. um, bottles of bleach to bleach, kill all the maggots and clean yeah. the dumpster out. And oh, the gross. next thing he's like, here, wash your hands. You're washing dishes in the kitchen. Oh, and then I'd be like flipping burgers. And I, like I was hired to mow grass. So this time he goes, <laughs> I got a job for you guys. You got to go down to this place that I own and uh, you got to kill. It's, it's infested with snakes. So Ooh. we're going to give you a $5 a head for every snake you kill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rude the day he ever uh, said that. <laughs> oh my! Because <laughs> man, we had buckets of snakes. Oh, like bucket. They were everywhere. So we'd move something, and it'd be like forty taken off. It was like literally everywhere. And we were just there with like a fucking shovel, like whack, 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 uh, all day. I think I think we made like probably like five hundred, six hundred bucks each. Like it was insane. That is insane. He's and like, I'm, I'm not paying you tw- or whatever five dollars a snake. He's like, I'm not paying you that. I'm like, you said you would five bucks a snake. Count them. <laughs> crazy that is crazy and that sounds like well it sounds like my brother and sister's worst nightmare i feel like if i were to if i had to do something like that i would be terrified of snakes after i think i would just be like i've reached my quota but like we we grew up on a farm and so we would be like the snakes would scare the cows so you'd go into the fields and just kind of like deal with it 
Snakes with carrots. What? I don't, it startled the cows. Wow. Um, <laughs> so we would go up and, and I think part of it was just like my brother and I, which is, okay, this is the funny part. We would do this together, yet my brother is terrified of snakes. We would go snake hunting. And I think part of it was like, we wanted to have an excuse to kill the snakes. We're like, oh, scare the cows. We've got to go up and hunt some snakes. Hmm. And we'd like chop your, its head off. What was your weapon of choice? Shovel. Hmm. The thing that really grossed me out, I'm going to tell you, this is gross. It's gross, everybody. My brother had, we had a couple rakes one time. Mm-hmm. And so we, and we found, I think it was two snakes. And so we pierced the snakes on either end with the rakes, with both the rakes and then ripped them apart. Hmm. That was gross. Interesting. That, that was where I was like, oh, I think I've hit my limit now. Yeah. I think I've done this. <laughs> Ugh, but wow. yeah, but so I, but I would kind of be a little bit more of the go-to person. Like if we needed to deal with a snake, I could, like my brother would always swallow his fear and deal with whatever, but I would be like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And then if there were, if we ever had to deal with a spider. Gone. I was <laughs> freaking out of there. I would be either, I would be either gone or dead. Like it was just, there's no in between, you know? Ah. <laughs> I I can't handle it. I can't handle it. <laughs> okay, we're bringing back trauma now. I can see. Yeah, it's starting to sweat. <laughs> we can go on. I mean, I get so many stories about that growing up, and then oh, well, we'll get into all those animal stories. There are more spiders out here than there are in Ontario. I swear. Yeah, somebody. Uh, you know what somebody said, um, and I could be wrong, but uh, fuck, where was it? It was at home. It was at. Uh, I think it might have been one of my family relatives. I think it was one of my aunts. Anyway, somebody that I knew owns an Airbnb and they came to me one day and we're, you know, we're in the summertime talking about uh, just just like venting to one another. They right. run like four or five Airbnb like houses around Western Cape Breton and, and then I had the campground and stuff and they were just stopping in and they said that somebody had um, put a complaint into Airbnb saying a spider bit them. And yeah, that was my reaction. I was like, a spider bit them? Yeah, that's kind yeah. I'm like, what? Spiders don't bite people here. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty, I'm 99% sure there's no spiders that bite people here. So she's like, yeah, she looks at me. Yeah. But Airbnb sides on the, the guest. So right. there goes all of her money for that one spot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, but that's dirty. It's my only spider story. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you something and I'm going to have to, I wish I had like a shot of vodka just to get through the story, but I'm going to tell you because it's amusing. I'm not going to think about it though. I'm just going to say it. So this past summer we were, we rented this Airbnb that had spiders on that. Okay. No, don't. (laughs) (laughs) They had spiders on the, the, uh, like around this, like um, screened in, uh, no, uh, sunroom, sunroom on the side of the house. Okay. And I went out there. So Sean went into town to get, grab some groceries and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna enjoy this friggin' sunroom. So I'm out there trying to read a book, and then out of the corner of my <laughs> eye, I see this. I see in stuck between the window panes, okay, what looked to be 
a frog. <laughs> it looked like a frog and it was a spider. It was a spider that was so big. It looked like a frog. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm going to throw off all your sound. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think you redlined at all. Oh, good. Who knows? I, I don't know. Whatever. Like, what in the hell? <laughs> How is that even possible? It was so juicy. Yeah, I know. I've seen some bacons. <laughs> bacons. Yeah. And like in Ontario, like you don't have as many like... I don't know why I do this to myself. I talk, I, I'm like, I can't talk about it. And then I talk about it. But okay, in Ontario, there's like daddy long legs, which mm -hmm, are not, yeah. I can handle those. Yeah, yeah. And then there's not really, I just don't recall seeing as many of like the friggin' frog-like spiders like we have out here, like the ones that are so gnarly and knuckly, mm -hmm. you know? But that being said, we have dock spiders, which I know we have here, but <laughs> I can't. <ugh. laughs> I'm so sweaty oh right now. Oh my God, this is, this is entertaining. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, oh we can switch gosh. topics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's, let's switch, let's switch. Yeah, let's we're switch. gonna have to switch now. <sighs> so okay. how, how is the, um, you've got now a producer on the podcast, right? Yes, Mark. Yeah, yeah Mark. How, how's that going? It's great. So yeah, so what, oh. okay, what does, specifically what does a producer do on a podcast? So, oh. well, what Mark does for me, because I'm not familiar all your guests? with- Is that what he does? Or do you find your guests? No, I find my guests. Okay. Um. Although, although he is hooking me up with um, some guests, I think shortly. So that's cool. Um, but like what right now, what he's been doing for me is like, he takes care of all the recording stuff. Yeah. I just walk in, talk into the mic. He, t he deals with the rest. Yeah. Um, he edits my podcast, which I didn't actually, we didn't really do much editing yeah. before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he does such a great job at it. Cause it seems it, cause it sounds like it hasn't been edited. So when I listened to it, when I listened to one of the episodes that like the first one that he edited for me, the only reason why I knew it was edited was because there were certain things that I was like, wait a minute, I said that and it's not there. And it's probably because it was just like kind of pointless. I go on tangents. Oh yeah. yeah. And anyway, but it was just kind of like, I wouldn't, I didn't realize until like after he edited it yeah. or like, you know, just like a lot of stupid ums or with my bronchitis, like a bunch of coughing and hacking and whatever. Yeah. Like must take him forever. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's it's like this this one that I was doing. I was talking earlier. I don't know if it's in this or it's before. I'll start this one. But um, yeah, I was. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a friend of mine did it, and the the audio just was crap. So by the time I compressed it and brought all the levels back up, it just brought all that ambience and shit that was in this room because it's untreated out. So I'm now cutting it out and all that stuff. But again, um, yeah, I was always curious about what. I mean, I heard. I yeah, I heard his. He did your podcast, right? Yes. Yeah, so I heard that one because I think that was after the one I did, or like one or two or three or four or whatever. Yeah, closely it was somewhere after. around there. Yeah. Yeah, so I listened to that one because um, I was always kind of I was curious because he's doing that one and he's doing TK was here the other day and did one and then I think what's the guy's name Ryan Williams the name? yeah yeah so he did Ryan's like a couple days before and then TK came in here and did it so I was I was wondering so yeah so it does make a difference I just put I literally like record shit and I put the fucker out I I'm like I'm not about it is what it is like this this medium is only for chatting to people and having conversation on record it's it's like also for me I mean this is like way for me to kind of like stop what I'm doing in everyday life and have a conversation and stop and slow down with somebody and actually be in that conversation. Cause normally when I'm having conversation with people, 
there's a million other things going on and I'm still like, I'm still multitasking. I'm not like 100% focused into a conversation. And mm. it's also for me to help build my skill in conversation and keep something going because I've seen like, you know, just the ability to think off the top of your head and, and keep a conversation moving and have it not be stagnant is something that I've kind of really got to learn a little bit to be a little bit better at. Um, Having these fucking headphones on does make you like 100% in the conversation. Yeah, like without these, like recording without these is like, I mean, TK talked about it uh, in the one I did. And yeah, it's uh, it's night and day without these things. Because when I did the pogey chips years ago, two years, not years, two years ago, I had it and nobody else did. So everybody else was just talking with like all the other shit happening and I was focused. Right. Yes, yeah. because you're, in, you're hearing what is only going into the mic. Yeah. I... Uh, have noticed a huge difference with that too. Cause I didn't have headphones in my house. Like, as you know, and we didn't have headphones. No. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Oh, good. <laughs> I <laughs> also drank didn't. a million pounds of coffee and then went there and I was like, <laughs> all this information just dump. It's like, wow, fuck. It was very educational. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I listened to it and I'm like, oh, cause okay, well, we'll talk about this. You shared it and I was listening to it and I got self-conscious about some of the shit I talked about. So then I didn't technically share the podcast and get it out there. Cause I was like self-conscious with it. Really? Yeah. And then oh, I'm I, sorry. No, no, no. It wasn't anything to do with you. It was shit that I was saying. I'm like fucking dummy. And like, I thought about it and then uh, I didn't initially share it. And then I think I was at my house and my aunt showed up and she had listened to it. But everybody, there was all these people from Margarita that had shared it, like people from home that were like, I don't have them on Facebook. And I don't look at Facebook. And I don't have, I have like this uh, plug-in for um, uh, Google Chrome. It's called Eradicator and it takes away your entire timeline or your, your is it timeline on Facebook? I think Basically so. Basically your feed or whatever. So it doesn't yeah. have that at all. I haven't had a feed on Facebook in like three years. <clears throat> so it takes it away. All I get is messages and notifications. So I never see any of this stuff. And um unless I'm tagged in it. And she's like, no, so-and-so shared it. Like everybody around this area shared it. I'm like, fuck, everybody here listen to that motherfucker. And she's like, I'm like, how did I sound? She goes, oh, it was great. Yeah, you sounded great. You were pretty authentic. You were just saying fuck it. And like, I'm like, oh, really? It came off that way? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But it, I was Excellent. so in my own head yeah. after listening to myself because there was a lot of shit in it that I was just like, fuck it. It's whatever, whatever. Like talking about all kinds of stuff. I think talking about the party scene and all kinds of shit. Right. Um, yeah. 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 So I just went down and I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't know. Like self-conscious about it. It's crazy. Cause yeah, I never yeah. usually feel that way. It was weird. Whoa. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. But then, yeah, I'm okay with it. It's fine. There've been a couple episodes where, um, I've had to purposefully not listen to it again. Like I've done it. I'm just kind of like, I know I said what I wanted to say, but I yeah. can't listen to it again because otherwise I'm not putting it out. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, generally, I don't. I listened to the one with TK and I did because I wanted to hear how I mixed it because I was uh, I don't have the same uh, plugins as I do on Logic on this laptop as I do on my studio computer at home. So um, I was just kind of like listening into it in the car because I don't know what... My other one, I have all my settings. So when I load it in, I just have... Excuse me, I EQ it a bit and then throw all my processors on it and then that's it done bounce the audio and then upload it and then that's it don't yeah. listen to it a goddamn thing yeah but what was cool about going over when i was relaunching this podcast um and i was kind of going over itunes and all the different feeds that i originally had this one on taking everything offline and switching using i now use anchor which is fucking easy yes. before it was just such a like i had to do a million things just to get it up on certain platforms um 
Yeah, when I was looking at it, I actually started looking at reviews that people had posted. And they're like, yeah, it's a great thing. Great podcast. I'm like, fuck, I didn't even know I got reviews. I wasn't even looking. I just put it out there. I was like, if people listen to it, people listen to it. So I don't know. That's really so cool. if you're listening, uh, give us a five star. <laughs> five stars, please. <laughs> if you don't have five stars, then you can not rate. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Uh, so are you? Are you? I'm just going to start asking questions about what you're doing with your podcast. Um, okay. Yeah. So what's the plan? What's the goal with it? Are you starting to try to monetize it at all, or is that even something in your thought process? I would like to be able to monetize it. Yeah. 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 And Anchor has that cool thing where they find sponsors for mm-hmm. you. So yeah, take thirty percent too. They take 30%? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what to... I, <laughs> but I mean, okay. well, they're taking 30% because it's a service fee. Even if you're going to have like a... Um, uh, if they had somebody that... Well, you do have a producer, but if somebody was doing all that like work for you and finding, setting everything up, they're going to take percentage yeah. anyways. It's like doing music. If I... Music that I have released on labels, well, I pay... F- the label owns 50% of the copyright. I own 50% of it, but then we split... The, the so basically I only own like 25% of the actual song that I made. That's what I get. The label gets 50%. I give my 50 of my 50% to I think publishing and then I get 25% or some shit like that. It's crazy. That is crazy. And then if you have like a booking agent or touring agent or whatever, then they get 15% of your stuff. <laughs> it's nuts. So wow. I mean you're going to get you're going to have to pay it out eventually if you're a certain level, but you know, yeah, it does. Sense. Anchor does take the stress off of um, one me financially for paying for hosting, paying for another service that gives me my RSS feed, which I used to use, then saves me time because I don't have to go and manually make accounts and submit RSS feeds to certain like Google and whatever the fuck else, Spotify and everything else and do it separately. That just does it all there. So right. Yeah, it was super easy and you just upload boom done. I, it is really easy. So yeah, <clears throat> it makes sense that they would make like they should make some money off of what what you're doing. Yeah. So cool. Okay. I mean what <laughs> I'm doing. That's like what, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but it so, is only based off of um, I think it's based off of every thousand streams is normally how they judge it. So it's yeah. So based off a thousand. So whatever sponsors come in. And are, do you have any right now? I have one and it's Anchor. <laughs> 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 it feels awesome. I so feel have you, awesome. Have you done any uh, research into what it takes to get the other ones? Like what numbers and what levels you have to hit to as far as streams? No. See, that's the thing. So this is my, my frustration right now because I have like a lot of other things to distract me. Mm-hmm. And so I want to get into like right now I'm trying to focus on just putting like content out. Yes. And then I'm also trying there. I have a couple side projects that I'm not really talking about yet, but they're taking up a lot of time. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that I can release them. Like this would be probably in like a couple of years kind of thing. Yeah. So um, that's taking up a lot of my time. And then of course I have three kids. So, and look, um, so it's really easy to just be distracted by all of these other things that you have to do. Yep. So then when you're like, but I want to sit down and I want to do this research, you just don't do it because it's like, because I'm not properly prioritizing, you know? And it's like, it feels like, sometimes it feels like everything is just kind of falling in on me because it's like, yeah, okay. Like um, being a stay at home mom is actually difficult. <laughs> like, I would, I, like, hey, I'm not saying it's not, that's not, I, kudos to you. Well, it's just I, <laughs> I have two cats. <laughs> cats are a lot of work too. Mm, no, these ones actually, I just throw pretty, them outside and the motherfuckers go. Yeah, they're pretty easy. We have a cat who takes care of himself. But 
what I'm saying is I'm still trying to grasp whatever it is that those people who like just kind of get stuff done. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still trying to grasp what it is that they have. You just have to love what the process of what you're doing. Um, I've had this conversation a lot recently and uh, my friend that I talked to that called me dead was like, just take a day off. We talked about it earlier. Um, <clears throat> he is, well, Jimmy Peterson, fishing guide, Marguerite. Shouts out to Jimmy. He was also spoke at this um, uh, adventure network that we did. Okay. And his big thing, and it's funny because we were in the middle of doing this documentary about the, the Cabot Trail, Northern Cape Breton, adventure tourism industry and stuff. And in it, he gets interviewed and I was showing him his sequence that we had, you know, edited for him, um, introducing his character. And um, in it, he's like, it's about, the, we're down at the river and he's just, when you're in an interview, you're kind of set up, you're like sitting in front of all these cameras and like four guys and lights. So he's not, he's t talking his story, but then we got him by the river and filming him and miking him by the river and he's being authentic and he's talking about trying, but in, this is in the context of fishing. But then when he showed up to the adventure network, he like started talking he's like, I enjoy the try. It's not about the end goal. It's like for him instance, it's not about catching the fish. It's about the whole process of catching that fish and getting to that moment, the setup, the day, the searching for the pool, searching for the fish, casting, doing a perfect cast, trying to catch the fish. And then you get the end product and then there's another try. You're trying for something else. So you have to um, really find joy in the whole journey of doing it. Like all this stuff with that I'm, I'm doing here, like I'm restarting this podcast, having chats with you, having chats with all kinds of different people on this couch and then, you know, editing this film and, and working all fucking day and then juggling all the stuff I have to do for the summer months, the construction, the permits, all that sort of stuff that's happening now, financial shit, like all that stuff. I enjoy it because I like that fucking craziness. I love that process. Like mm -hmm. I hate going to a nine to five job and working for somebody else and doing what somebody else tells me that the, my drive is to not do that. So whatever that means and whatever sense that is, that's what I'm driving for. And that's what really gets me going. Like I couldn't do, like I said, I couldn't just do any job. It's just like sitting here like doing all this. Will this podcast, I'm not looking to monetize it, but what is the end goal with this? Fuck if I know, I just enjoy doing it. I enjoy mm -hmm. having conversations with people. And I hope that people that listen to this enjoy the conversations that we have because it's not so much I don't know it's just that it, it's like like trying and like the whole journey getting there and it's been a fucking fun ride so far so mm -hmm. who knows you just kind of got I guess you could look at it in a in a different perspective not as work but as like a fun experience I don't know what else are you going to do really you're just going to sit in the couch and fucking watch Netflix all day and I'd love to do that, but it the, sounds magical. Yeah. I mean, once in a while, <laughs> every now and then, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? I kind of rambled there for a minute, but I, you know what? I don't, I don't it <clears throat> wasn't as rambly. I think as you maybe feel it was, mm -hmm. you made some really good points. Yeah. I, yeah. I think maybe, I think maybe I'm at a point right now where I'm needing to readjust the way that I look at things. I've kind of hit a bit of a panic. I think like that's, I think that's the problem because now that like to be like completely honest with you, and this is something that I'm absolutely ashamed of, but it's true. Um, now that I'm getting like, I'm a year into my podcast yep. and you know, everyone's kind of asking like how you're doing and stuff like that. And you're like, I honestly, like, I don't really know how I'm doing. Like, I don't know how the podcast is doing. It's really difficult to tell. I've been looking at numbers on Anchor and I've been looking at numbers on Spotify 
I, I don't understand how the numbers on iTunes work yet. I can't figure that out. But um, the numbers are really different. So like Anchor will show like kind of averaging around like 200 to 200 or 300 listens a podcast, yeah. which is like, okay. Like, I mean, you know what? That's actually really cool. There are actually like two to 300 people who actually just like decide to listen to yeah. what I'm putting out there. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, and I was feeling really good about that number. And then I was looking at Spotify and it was like 600, 700. And so I was kind of like, I don't really understand why there's such a huge difference in numbers. All of that aside, I'm starting now that I've gotten into, um, I'm starting to get to know other podcasters. Yeah. They talk about their numbers. I'm like, I don't usually talk about my numbers. So me actually saying that right there, yeah. that was like, <clears throat> that makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. I've started talking to other podcasters and they're like, oh yeah, we're getting like, yeah, like 800 um, listens of, of mm. an episode. Yeah. How long were they going for? How long have some of them? Like about as long as me. Yeah. Some of them like maybe shorter. And so then I'm just like, what, what, why? Yeah, like, I know. But you, know? you just stop, just do what you're going to do and don't worry about that. Like it all depends. There's so many variables in that equation. There's like, are they, do they have a big network? Are they already have a big reach on social media? So for instance, like, uh, where was it going with that? Oh, Sawyer, um, Hannah, I don't know if you know Sawyer or not. He runs a brand called country Liberty, right? So yeah. he's just recently launched his, these cabins that he's doing in Rexton, his hometown Rexton. So he's got, and I interviewed him. He's the first episode on this, this podcast. And so I was involved with, well, I wasn't involved. He called me in June and he's like, hey, I got these cabins. What do you think? And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. That's like for that price point, buy the motherfuckers. And with your reach, like it's like his brand already through his personal and business account. Yeah, there's going to be overlap, but that's like a 100,000 person reach right there. So automatically he's, and there's no, like the podcast I did with him is the, the top one listened to either on both, like on my old statistics from when I did it two years ago and when uh, I relaunched it the other day. So by far, like doubling every other one. And that's directly attributed probably to his following, his reach. So it all depends on the variables there. Like who's listening to what? Somebody might have a lot of friends that doesn't doesn't even know what a fucking podcast is still. But then the next guy might have the same amount of followers, say say for just for argument's sake, Instagram, right? So they both have a thousand people, but the guy A has like 60 people that even know what the fucking podcast is because he's from like buttfuck nowhere, Cape Breton, where I'm from. (laughs) And then you have somebody, uh, not to say that Marguerite's buttfuck nowhere, but this is just in reference. Don't get pissed off. Um, (laughs) I live there, so I know what it's like. Um, Then guy B might have 60 people that know, uh, where was it going? The other way, right? So you might have like, you know, 940 people that know what a podcast is. Right. Obviously, he's going to have more people than this guy. He's going to have to work a lot harder to reach that audience. So it's like, I wouldn't get worried about it. I mean, I'd listen to this. Like I used to have on my last stats back two years ago, uh, I had what, 240 subscribers on, and I did two episodes. That was it. But I had another podcast going, which was the Pogi Chips, and that had like four or 500 subscribers. Okay. That was just a ridiculous fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Eating chips and getting drunk and smoking weed and <laughs> making fun of one another, five friends in a house. All, this is what we do in Cape Breton wintertime, by the way. Um, <laughs> so it's all, it's all in the context. And it, it's that is just another cause for you to like, and I'm not saying for you, whatever, but just an argument's sake, that'll probably... Yeah 
give you a little bit of not anxiety. I don't know, maybe it would, but it would probably bring you down a little bit because you're comparing yourself to this next person that just has a better reach than you. It doesn't matter, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, I do know what you're getting at. And it is like, it is a thing that it's like, it's something that I need to readjust. I'm getting caught up in the numbers, which I've never really cared about before. So this is new territory for me. I've never been into social media as you can probably, like you could look at my personal account and get an idea of how yeah. not into social media I've yeah. been. So this is like a new world to me. And so, and all of a sudden I'm starting to pay attention. And then, and then it's like, it's difficult to not look at the numbers and be like, this is success. This is not success. But then, I mean, I've taught, I've had the privilege of talking with people who have quite a wide reach and like um, are very influential. And, and I've talked to them and been like, well, like, so how does it feel like you're, like you, like you're successful? Mm-hmm. And like, they've looked at me and been like, am I? And it, all of a sudden it's like, right. There's always like, it is like, there's always going to be someone who's further ahead or who just like, it's, there's always going to be someone who has like a different position, a different story. And you can't like, you can't look at them to compare or to understand where you are as far as success goes. And it's something that it is like, I think it just goes back to what you were talking about, just like enjoying the process, like enjoying the trying. We're all like, and it's like, well, isn't that what life is? It's just one big try and then you die. Yeah, you just put your head down and do the work. It's, it's whatever. You're having fun talking to people, um, putting together great podcasts and you just keep working on it. Just keep putting your head down and not worrying about whatever. I mean, it's hard to, for me to say because I just, sometimes I'll look and I do here and there will compare myself and then I just snap out of it. I'm like, well, fuck that. That's not me. That's not my story. Right. You know yeah. what I mean, it's like everybody has their own, <clears throat> their own story arc and each one is completely different than the other. Some people have multiple arcs and they go up and go down and I've had ups and downs and all that shit with, with life, with careers, with all kinds of stuff, thinking that it's like bottom and then next thing, something else pops up. But it's all in that, like I said, it's all the process. It's all having fun along the way. And as long as you're having fun and it's something you enjoy doing, then fuck what everybody else thinks. I don't know. Getting caught. It's like that said, I just released a fucking video yesterday thanking people for 5,000 followers. Like it was this big, it, it is a milestone for a business. Like right. personally, um, I'm not like my personal Instagram. I don't think I posted something in like four months, five months. I think I put a story up the other day for Bernie's birthday. That was pretty much it. I'm like non-existent on that. Non-existent. If my Facebook is like, I think my picture on my Facebook is a, the last song that I had released like two years ago. Like it was like coming soon on blah, blah, blah records. That was it. I haven't changed the shit because I don't even go on it. I go on my business manager and I go on my business Instagram account. That's pretty much it. That's all yeah. I use it for. Whatever, man. Fuck it. It's it just keep chugging along. And then if you're, I, I think people judge um, success on numbers too much and not of what you're doing. Like you're, Obviously, you've been a year in a podcast. So how many other people last even a year? That's look at me. Like the first time I launched one, I lasted two weeks. <laughs> and then I recorded five more and realized, hey, I probably shouldn't drink half a bottle of rum before I have a nice conversation with somebody. And maybe the audio, uh, like the, the, the audio would be audible and like you can actually understand what the fuck I was saying. The summers, man. That's what happens. <laughs> summers. So, and that got put on the back burner it is what it is. So... You know, and I look back, I'm like, God damn, we had some good numbers back then. 
but whatever. Now we're just building it back up another journey and try to start and just start putting them out. I don't give a shit. Fuck it. I'm just putting them out to document them to have more stuff, more things going, more channels going. I might hit more people with this is, I mean, this is me. This is the way I think I might hit more people in this medium or some people in this medium that might not even have known about my fucking brand. And then they listen to this podcast through whatever, find it randomly in iTunes or whatever platform, listen to it, find out about the brand. And then next thing they're traveling, staying with us or doing whatever, but that might hurt, might not work, but that's not the goal. The goal of this is literally just to compile conversations with people on record and then put it out and hopefully people like it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe people won't like it, but back, I wanted to make this point though. Yes. So you've got the producer, um, and you want to monetize. So he obviously must produce multiple podcasts, right? Yes. Yeah. So does he not have, does he find sponsors for you? Like I feel like as a producer and if you're a producer, I have a production company for multiple podcasts. So then you have a broader reach. You have more streams per week, per month, whatever. So then you're able to leverage that into getting sponsors where the sponsors would be split up in between individual podcasts. So say if you, I had like, that's how I would approach it. Mm -hmm. If you had, say for instance, we had like six podcasts in here. Each podcast is doing 500 streams a week. <clears throat> where there's 3,000 streams and 3,000, okay, where's the direct market? You look at the analytics, see where they're from. If they're from Nova Scotia, whatever, go to fucking Blue Lobster or go to like some brewery around here. Or if you don't want to do beer, go to like whatever and just say, hey, I've got this podcast. You want to hit this medium, blah, 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 and just start working deals with people. That's what I would do. I mean, you want everybody wants to make money off it. He's probably not doing this for free, so he wants to make money off it. And I was talking very fast there. I got to calm that down. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the approach that I would take. I'm like, if you're managing and producing X amount of podcasts, then why wouldn't you go look for sponsors based on what you have in your, for lack of a better term, stable? I probably shouldn't say stable because that's probably like a brothel term or whatever, but you know, back in the day. Brothel. It's stable, right? Right or is that maybe a male broth? I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I have no idea. Anyways, I'm just yeah, for, just disregard what I just said. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> but that's what I how, that's how I would approach it. I mean, that's what I assume it would be beneficial for him because he would be able to take a percentage of the gross sponsorship amount. So, yeah, um, the last time we spoke about that kind of stuff, it sounded like he was gearing up for that. Yeah, he's been do so. He's just started the business. Yeah and has just finished uh, putting together the studio. So um, he was working on getting more podcasts. And yeah. then I believe the next step is to get marketing. But Mark, you gotta let me know. Because honestly, like, yeah, yeah. It's I, fucking, I don't know. I don't know anything, Lee. <laughs> I've been living under a rock for like the last month, hey, just I, trying to friggin' breathe properly mm. and not sweat through my pajamas three times a night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> I get really defensive when I feel like I, I'm not knowing something that no, I should no, know. No, it's not that you did that you shouldn't. It's all learning. It's, it's the whole process of learning. I didn't yeah. know shit. I didn't know stuff about like I always, it took me years to figure out the marketing angle to it and how to leverage what oh you have to build into something else. And now it's like, it's funny how things work, right? So you try and try and try and try and try and knock on people's doors and fucking ask people and pitch ideas and you call people for sponsorships and you do all this stuff and all these companies, they're like, 
you know, they go, well, it's not a right fit for us or it doesn't do this or that's not something. And then you're trying forever. Like I was trying forever events, concerts, DJing, touring, fucking when we started live life intense, all this stuff, pitching constant ideas at people and be like, yeah, do you want to jump on board? Do you want to jump on board? Jump on now. Cause it's going to like, and every time somebody says, oh, well, you know, it's, um, you know, not the right fit for us, or you just don't have enough of X. Well then I'm like, well, fuck you. Someday I'm going to have that. And you're going to come to me asking for shit. Then I'm going to ask bigger than what I'm going to do now. Then you're going to be needing me to do something for you. So that's kind of how I look at it. I'm like a little bit competitive that way. Yeah. And that gives me more drive to keep going. So like I've pitched so many things to so many people. And now it's funny because now we start to get a little bit and how do you measure success? Whatever. So now people optically, we're doing a million things and we're doing, I mean, we are doing well right now. That might not last, but for right now we're doing okay. We've like tried this winter campaign and everything we're doing this winter campaign is on its way to sell. Well, the snowshoe trip sold out. That's wow. in two weeks. Um, the retreat <clears throat> in Marguerite is pretty much sold out. Um, and then we have launched a creative weekends yesterday. So that's starting to sell now and that'll be definitely sold out. So, and now people, I'm not even pitching people anymore. People are coming to us wanting to get in on a lot of this stuff as far as like sponsorships and deals and blah, whatever, or partner with us on different things. And it took, it's funny how that works because I've like pitched and pitched and pitched and pitched and pitched. And then now we start to get momentum and now people are like, oh, well, let's try to partner with this guy. I'm like, well, you know, now it's, now, now it's my, my game. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to talk because if you want a part of this, it's not going to be what it was two years ago. Right. So I don't know, but that's the thing. It's like just trying to build momentum and grow. It's like you, everybody will figure it out. That um, buddy, Matt, Matt, that's doing the podcast thing. Matt, your guy, producer. Mark. Mark. Yeah. Fuck. Sorry. Yeah. Horrible names. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah you, they'll figure it out. I mean, once you guys get enough going, then it's easy to um, start leveraging all of that stuff. Um, and you just got to hustle and just keep trying, keep knocking on doors. I think a lot of people fail and not fail, give up a little too quickly on things. But, um, and they just take a no and go, okay. And then that's it. Yeah. But, I don't know. And then that's, um, I would be, I would say that I could, that happens to me. Yeah. Like that can happen to me very easily. I get like, I can, I can be deflated quite quickly. And that's why a lot of things I actually keep like to myself and I only share it with the people that I know are going to like build me up because I need to be like built up enough to be able to withstand the shutdowns. Like, cause I, I, I easily get shut down. I'm improving. I'm aware because I'm aware of it, right? Like I'm aware that it's an issue mm -hmm. and I don't want it to be an issue. So I'm making it not an issue. But it's definitely, but I'm very, I'm still very vulnerable when it yeah. comes to that. You just got to keep failing. Just fail. Just put yourself in a position to fail and then learn and then fail again and then learn again and then just keep building. And then eventually you'll fail enough that you don't really give a shit and you're like, fuck it. At least I tried it. And then you just keep moving on. Mm. I don't, but it's, I mean, I say that and look, I'm just like, by my, I don't have, you know, I don't have like three kids and, and stuff. So there's, I don't have as much depend, people depending on me. I'm just me doing me. So it, and it all depends on what way of failure or what thought of failure you mean. Like for me, it's like doing, I had a store downtown that bombed. Like that was financial failure. I was broke living in the closet, but then you just build yourself up. You're like, okay, that didn't work. 
try something else. But like the podcast thing, it's just, you just keep going down that road. It's, it's, it'll keep working and just keep trying to get sponsored. If people say no, go to the next person, go to the next person, go to the next person. And then eventually somebody's going to say, hey, yeah, maybe we'll like to be a part of that. Maybe some new company, some new like coffee roastery, maybe. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, find some like little boutique coffee spot that's like brand new, certain roast coffee, pitch them on an idea. Fuck that. I want to do that too. <laughs> together and I can learn from you. You'll pitch first. I'll mm. take notes and I'll be like, okay, now my turn. Or like a butcher or something where you get like free meat. Oh, that's what you should do. Just instead of trying to monetize, fuck, that's the angle, right? <laughs> so take these, this angle, go to somebody that's like startup and pitch them, get just a barter system just to see how it works. And then by attracting certain sponsors, then other people just by perception will think that I mean, I should, maybe I should delete this section of it, but some people might think perception-based. It's like, oh, she's got all these sponsors and then you can keep pitching them and then they're like, oh, well, okay, well, they're jumping on board and be like, well, it's going to cost you fucking 50 bucks an episode, 200 bucks a month or whatever if you do it for. So it'd be like 200 bucks a month off that person for me to promote your show. We'll do like a pre-roll, a mid-roll and an end-roll or some shit. Mm. Then you get free coffee and you get 200 bucks a month. How freaking, that's brilliant. Free coffee? Coffee's expensive. Coffee or kombucha or fucking something that is like highway robbery. Oh my God. Okay, cool. I think, what the, What do we got? You have no idea. Shit, that was almost an hour and a half. Oh, hey, well, look at us. Yeah. Um. Okay, call, fuck me. Just why don't you tell some people how to, how to get a hold of you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you can catch me on Instagram at optimistically depressed or go to like, I mean, just search up optimistically depressed. If you go yep. on Google and put in optimistically depressed, a bunch of stuff comes up because Sean has been on top of the search engine optimization. Yeah. Like you would not believe. Oh, Thank yeah. you, Sean. So I'm easy to find. Cool. Done and done. Boom. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this is a great conversation. Yeah. I liked, I liked how we could get, how I could get vulnerable. You gave me mm. some good advice. <laughs>